0: Welcome to The Dividing Line. My name is James White. Today at the top of the show, we have to be we have to be timely. We have to be uh we have to get to, this guy is so hard to get hold of because people all around the world are are asking what does Milo Hotzembuller think about everything? Um about the weather, about uh, music and especially about COVID-19. And so we were just very, very, very fortunate to have the opportunity of, uh, of getting just a few minutes with, uh, with the great uh, Milo Hotzenbuehler. So let's see if we can establish a satellite communication to, to, the, uh, to the great farmland up north. Um, do we, uh, Milo, can we, do, do you hear us? Oh, there's Milo now. Yeah, I do. I was having some water. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you very, very well. Um, Earth to Phoenix. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This well, is confusing to now, me. Now, Milo, you don't seem as much of a silo as you once were.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been I've been cutting down the weight. It was I, my wife's idea.
0: It was your wife's idea? Yeah, she wants me to be around longer. Oh, uh, well, I guess that does have something to do with it. But didn't you sing some songs about um, about trying that and it not working real well? Well, yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's better than others.
1: Not everything you try in life works. I found that out.
0: <laughs> uh, there's true.
1: some things. I've had winchers.
0: Well, now, now let's first, we need to inquire as to how, how yeah. you're doing in this lockdown. Because, I mean, you're used to... You're used to these huge crowds, adoring fans, uh, oh. signing, signing, the, the, signing the autographs, um, things like that. It must be pretty you know, tough to just all of a sudden, you know, be there in your, in your office.
1: I know. I had, I had concerts, all of them. I was on the road in South Dakota when this a whole thing started to be a deal. I was at the Ag Expo, and, that, and then the next week I had, then the, con, the cancellations, they started to come. Milo, right. we can't have you here, Milo, they shut us down, things like that. Yeah, I was in Iowa, and I watched everything shut down for four days I was in Iowa.
0: Were you stuck there
1: in Iowa? No, we got back, but it took a long time to get through customs, I'll tell you that.
0: (laughs) I bet it did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then, so nothing this month and the rest of my concerts last. Nothing next month, too. It'll come back. It gives us time. We're calving on the farm anyway. We just finished calving. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. That has its own problems. My wife, Emma, she's out of the
0: commission. Why is she She out of the commission?
1: She was going to be on today and sing a duet with me, but she injured her shoulder. Um, During calving. she oh, slipped on the she oh. slipped on the placenta, and she saw the commission for a while. Further <laughs> her shoulder.
0: Oh, I was just wondering how shoulders are related to singing, but that's okay. I I, I don't really understand all of these things. No, it
1: It, hurt, it hurts too much. She can't hold music for one oh, thing. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's
1: tricky. That's, but we're okay here on the farm. We have to stay. We have to stay close to home more than we want to. We're using this what they call that social. Distancing.
0: Yes, social distancing. Oh
1: man, I don't like the first thing our, cou- our our county government, they send out the notices and somebody missed three letters in the in in distancing and it said it said you have to all practice social dancing. <laughs> so we went down to the hall in town and then there was nobody there. There's that the was there. that was a trip the town wasted. No. Yeah, but I got our cows.
0: Yeah. Even numbered
1: stalls only.
0: Oh but well, Every wait another stall empty uh, So is there but wait a minute um did, did, I'm I'm a little confused I didn't think yeah. cows could could get the virus
1: It doesn't matter
0: Oh Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This
1: is this is this is style over substance they call it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think and have, I think almost all of this is style over substance we've oh, you, well, but I that's think, another issue. Well, yeah. Is
1: that so I don't know. I'd have to go to the barbershop <laughs> to find out about that. Yeah. But that's one of my but I miss my I miss my cows. It takes twice as long to milk cuz I can only fit half as many of them in the barn.
0: That's right. That's
1: usual. That's right. And, and then we can you
0: can't touch them either. Oh. Well then, how yeah. do you how do you milk them? Have you
1: seen those ads on TV for that long stick that you use to grab the last jar of sauerkraut when yep, you're a senior yep, citizen? Yep, yeah. That's what we're using. <laughs> that's what we're using. That, that
0: must really go slowly. That's tricky. It took. Uh, there's a learning curve. A there, learning I curve. To tell you In this. fact, that's yeah. so, that's so slow. Aren't you getting pretty much just cheese by then?
1: Well, one of the cows was a little bit annoyed with me. They usually go out this side of the barn, but this one went out that side of the barn just so she could step on my foot. <laughs> and I I'm suffering a little bit today. You can't see my foot down here but I, I got a bandage on. It's big.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Emma, now,
1: Emma used her good arm and then bandaged me up.
0: So so um yeah. you know, there a lot of people are um are really uh, struggling during this time. I mean uh, 22 million people out of work just in the United States, and well, globally, okay. globally, many, many more than that. Um, have you seen an uptick in uh, people listening to or playing one of your biggest hits um, that everyone, I'm sure has, has heard again has heard. but um, uh, the, the Lone Again song?
1: Oh, that one? Yeah, that's been a, that's been a big source of, 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 of intubation for people during all this. Do <laughs> you know that song?
0: I do. I yeah, do that's a
1: beautiful song. It, it, I could even sing it for you now. I got I got my band here. You have your band? Oh yeah, I got my band. I have a special world debut for you
0: too, Dr. White. A world debut. Oh wow. I wrote, I
1: wrote a I wrote a song about the virus in honor of today.
0: Oh my goodness. I am truly yeah. excited. Well, 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 I don't want star. to. It's th- what we do. I, 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 I know, but, but maintaining um, creativity at a time like this takes, takes just a top-level rock star, wouldn't you it say? It does.
1: Uh, on the one hand, you're by yourself a lot, so you get to write a lot. On the other hand, you spend a lot of the time looking out the window.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: wondering where is that virus? I can't see it
0: anymore. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. find it. You really don't. Yeah, don't we're find still, it.
1: we're still going. We're still going. I, I write my I write my diary, my journal on the the, the that what that that thing that web web uh, face blotch. I'm on there. I'm on there right, a lot and right. writing things. I've, yeah, and I write songs
0: i've I've seen you on that, which means they haven't they haven't kicked you off yet, which is good, so you're not overly not. politically incorrect yet but the, um, the
1: world needs rock stars and the world needs farmers and I fill the bill on both sides this. of that of that uh, that uh, that uh, thing yeah.
0: as far as far as I can tell you're the only one uh holding those two arenas together in one person
1: yeah am I looking okay here yeah you you are while i gone through i got Got one of my Milo Gear t-shirts on. You can see that right there. Yeah. I see see th- that, that, that. How can yeah, how
0: can how can people how can people get beautiful uh stuff like that?
1: Oh, you go on my website. I was gonna make a sign with my website in big letters. I forgot to. Farmboymusic.com. F- farmboymusic.com. F-A-R-M. Yeah, farmboymusic.com. Uh, you can get my you can get my recordings there. Yeah, uh, see I got I got recordings. I'm famous. You can do these digital to some people do.
0: Space. Well, yeah, we're gonna, gonna hope that these digital to my recordings. I got five recordings. Five building. recordings. Okay, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hope albums that they call those albums. Let's see. Let's see if uh, you you don't think that's gonna you don't think that's gonna recover real easily because we all of a sudden some aliens uh, swooped down and, and grabbed your uh, grabbed your feed and turned you into Elvis Presley there for a second. So let me let me see if that's if that's cleared up at all. You 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 not nah, it's still still sounding pretty bad. So I'll tell you what, once you get the band ready and uh Rich, what do you think? You want to try to uh reestablish that or uh or what? I'm sorry. You mean it you mean it's on our side? It's it's not the connection. Okay, I'm a little confused and so's Milo, but that's okay. Hold on Milo, we're we're, we're 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 troubleshooting the uh the okay. audio here and Am I uh, there at all? I don't, Well, I can I can hear you but like I said it sounds like you you sound like a uh uh like the aliens are interrupting your signal and uh and changing it. We don't we don't need need the aliens to do that. So um I'm going to I'm going to see what Yeah, Get let me let, let let's let's um Rich are we going to try to reconnect this or what? Okay. So so Milo, hold on just a moment. Um Rich is gonna try to to get things reconnected there. Uh and we'll try to we'll try to uh get back with uh uh the Strasbourg um rock star. He has so many names I can't keep up with all of them. But if, for those of you wondering what in the world is going on, um uh given the seriousness of all of the programs we've been doing for quite some time now, um If you're a new listener, then you've not met Milo before, and this is the first time that Milo has ever been able to be with us via video. Uh, Every other time, I think he's been on with us, I think about three times before. Uh, It's always been just by uh, audio. So this is the first time you've gotten to see, for example, those awesome sunglasses, uh, which uh, I would think would make someone dizzy, personally, uh, given the, the shape and things like that uh but um milo is uh milo and i have known each other for i'm not sure how long now it's been quite some time and um as he was mentioning if you go to farmboymusic.com you can find his um i think five uh cds that he has done and uh, uh milo could we test your sound there for a second yeah I oh, me. you sound great The the Did aliens the aliens oh. left the Whoa, aliens that's left. Well, that's a relief. Ooh, so we I better shades again. I'm, uh, oh, oh! Rich says that he chased some demons out of the uh, out of the electronics. So I'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean. But we won't get into uh, the theology. Could, could of that.
1: be Norwegians too. You never. I know. was
0: gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask if if the Norwegians and Germans were getting along because of the virus, or are they fighting with one another more than normal? We are. Now? We are united. We are united. <laughs> we're in this together. <laughs>
1: The things that unite us are greater than the things that divide us. <laughs> sure. Except for lutefisk, if you that oh, there's no forgiveness. No, yet.
0: no, there is no forgiveness for that. No, that. Otherwise, that
1: is... if you're not from North Dakota, come here sometime and don't eat lutefisk while
0: you're here. No, no, please don't. And that'll be a good trip. It would be very, very good. Yes. Yeah. So you had a, you have a a national or worldwide debut for us uh, today. I hope so. Oh, good. Okay. All good. right. So,
1: these—I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm making wardrobe choices here. Do those look good?
0: That—that wardrobe is, uh, yeah. Um, how many sunglasses do you have? Oh, lots. lots. A rock
1: star like me, you have to keep it loose
0: do you do you have a contract with Oakley or anything like that? No, no.
1: What? Who's who's Oakley? I don't know that.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So anyway, so you you and your uh, you have you have come up with a song about the virus. This could this could go this could go all around the world. Just this like could, the virus, <laughs> could,
1: I could I could go bacterial, yeah.
0: <laughs> Viral, get it back to I, I, no, dun, I just sh-
1: I just finished writing this this
0: morning. Wow, just for you, wow. So look I at don't that.
1: have this all mesmerized yet. I might have to look
0: at my words. Right I, here. you know, I think I think everyone will forgive you for that. Can you read them? I through, hope so. Can you? Can, I but probably can, shouldn't. Yeah, I but, shouldn't
1: face it this way. Somebody might read this and hack me. I don't know how that works.
0: That's right. But can you read that with your sunglasses on? just barely. Oh, okay. Cuz I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. I'm too old.
1: But I'll be cagey. I'm a pro so you won't know. Okay. I right.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, we're, we're yeah. okay. All right, we're
1: we're ready whenever
0: you are. All right. Hang on.
1: Hang on. I'll be rocking down
0: here. Okay. All
1: right. I brought I brought my goiter too. Can you see my goiter?
0: What's it called? Goiter. Goiter. Oh, goiter. Yeah. Goiter.
1: goiter. Yes, goiter. Yeah. See, goiter. You strum. See there there's Yeah. You I, yeah, yeah, yes.
0: okay. I mean,
1: I'm in my basement office here.
0: I understand. Yeah.
1: This is, you see the plaque on the wall there? Can you see that back there? I Sherman. can see
0: it, but I can't read it.
1: Arbeit macht das Leben süß. Oh! <laughs> Work makes life sweet.
0: Yes, that, that's, our, that's our family
1: motto. Das. Arbeit macht das Leben süß. Grandpa always used to say that.
0: Yeah, that's better than Arbeit macht frei, mm. but we won't go into that one right now.
1: That's that's another thing. He's not related to
0: us. That's (laughs) a different thing. Different family.
1: Ready? Yep. All right, here we go. This is pretty exciting. I got my I got this. My band is in the background. I hope. Yell at me if this is too loud. I'm getting down. Use all my tools here.
2: Ready?
1: Move. Here we go. Herbie, to get down. In. Eins, side, three, fear. Eins, side, three, fear.
2: Listen up. Virus is here. No sense taking any chances. Here's a tip from you, straight from my farm. Keep yourselves and your livestock alive. On the farm, you gotta stay well. You can't milk cows if you're not healthy. The cow, the agent, take me. Don't shake his hand. No. Cause you don't know where it's been. You use hand sanitizer so you don't end up dead. You use hand sanitizer when you're coughing. You use hand sanitizer, boy, and don't touch your head. It will keep you alive till then. Sanitizer. Eight, four. Both the tongue after each chore Cause on the farm Dirt is dirty because The county agent Told me milk in a mask now my cows don't know who I am. You use hand sanitizer in the field when you spray. Yeah, hand sanitizer when you're branding. Don't go hand sanitizer will get something else I can't read well, we're keeping your virus away. Sanitizer. I want some? Fill up a trough. Dive right into your elbows. We used the last at home. The stores are all out. So we're using sheep dip now. We've got hand sanitizer. Keep those germs out of sight. I got hand sanitizer. Keeps me sterile. Oh yeah. Hand sanitizer. Soak my hands every night. When the bathroom is far, far away. Sanitizer. Your sanitizer. It makes you wiser. Sanitizer. Ya, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: the uh, the, studio, the studio the studio audience the studio audience is clapping as well i want you to know uh so you right. you've got you've got at least 3 people clapping uh that's uh in in these days of social distancing, that's uh, that's that's a a standing ovation is to have. Three I think people. that's a high for the month for me. Uh, I, I I think it is too. Now I uh, I must uh, congratulate you on having hand sanitizers. Not, oh yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it at uh, the Target I I shop at for like two months now. So uh, I'm glad you we glad went, you're able to get we some. Went, we we bought
1: this one three years ago. We're, we're yeah still- yeah. Yeah, that's. We didn't know how much we needed it until this. That's a... and now we're going through it all.
0: It's exactly what we did, too. That's been sitting in yeah. our kitchen forever. And now it's like, wow, it's great. Well, well you know. I don't, lie.
1: I don't lie in my lyrics. Sheep dip works.
0: Sheep dip works, huh?
1: You'll, you'll smell funny and don't get too close to the dogs because <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll chase you in, inside a fence.
0: Okay, well, I works. I wouldn't have known that because uh, yeah. you're, you're, the, you're the guy that knows the farm uh, far better than I am than the
1: guy who brings a year, a lifetime of experience in farming to the field of Frog and Roll.
0: That's right, that's right. That's
1: why I can do big hit songs like uh, 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 Grain Crops Keep Filling Up My Shed, <laughs> My Dog's Got Rabies, To All the Cows I Milked Before, that's a beautiful song. Oh. we couldn't start the tractor that's a good one
0: what it's was what was the or the alternator that's a good one what was the one um hens with low faces that was it yeah. what was that it? Yeah. Okay, see? That's a
1: good one. I've got hands. Yeah, I got the. Yeah, I got the. I've got hands with low faces because the rooster died and the whole place will have to start from scratch. Yeah, none of my eggs will hatch. That's a good <laughs> song. Yeah, it's about <laughs> My wife accidentally kills the rooster in that <laughs> one yeah by the yeah. way i want this i want to shout out shout out to my wife emma she's watching uh she went to the neighbors to watch me on the bigger screen she made she made my mask for me
0: oh there you go
1: yeah, yeah. so i got i got one of those oh this is kind of tricky there's, yeah. and there's another and then i think you, i'm not sure <laughs> i don't quite have to hang of this yet but uh i get my eyebrows are safe i know that much yeah. I'll, I'll figure this out it's kind of it's kind of tough.
0: Yeah, that's not part of your normal uh, your normal um, get up, is it? No,
1: I think I think she made a, I think she made a metric one, and that's what's had, that's what's giving me Oh, trouble. you
0: need a statute one, English one, a metric yeah, I, I metric one do. yeah, doesn't yeah. fit anybody in North Dakota. Yeah, no. but I
1: got I got me a mask, so I'll be safe
0: that's that's great that's great it's
1: pretty exciting I travel when I when we get to do shows and this is not lately but it will I'll be I'll be out this summer in North Dakota South Dakota they love me in Iowa they love me in Nebraska I'm big in Nebraska
0: you are the big in Nebraska and even once in, in a while I heard you even get to Minnesota once in a while where I was born yeah, I
1: do I do Minnesota's a great town I've yep. been there yeah <laughs> I have a, I have a setting I brought in my Panano here and it's part of there's buttons you push, and that makes a different noise. On yeah, one of these even sounds like Minnesota.
0: One of them sounds, yeah, if, yeah. if you say so. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I, I haven't been there for a long time, but I know you get to go oh, to Minnesota every once in a while. I so. We
1: drove through there on their way back from Iowa, I remember.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're beautiful people in Minnesota. Well, thank you. They they those are my people. Yes, and you come
1: from there, so you are a man of quality. I know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now, now Milo, you have um, you have a friend who I guess does some of your business management or something like that. Uh, He he doesn't. He's a little bit shy. I think. Um, and a little bit nerdish, uh, but a guy named Clyde, do you, do you, know who I'm talking about? Oh, him? Yeah.
1: Ah, he's a fraud. He's a fraud? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's, he
0: calls me now and then. He calls asks
1: me if he can come and open for me. That's what he wants. To oh, do.
0: okay. Yeah. But hasn't, hasn't he done some singing too? Yeah,
1: yeah, he he told, he paid me a quarter to have one of his albums ready too. Oh, he has this beautiful album right there. It's not rock and roll. Called Prairie Memories, though. It's really pretty. Yeah, there's a lot of nice songs on there. Prairie that's Memories.
0: So that's that's the Prairie Clyde Memories. guy. That's the Clyde yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: that's that Clyde. He sings. He's not rock and roll.
0: No, no. But
1: he has a really nice voice. He couldn't do rock and roll. He doesn't. He all his moves are busted already. <laughs> I find
0: out. Oh, is he much older than you are?
1: Yeah, he's really old.
0: He wouldn't be he wouldn't be yeah. uh,
1: he wouldn't His social security number is in is in double digits. Right,
0: really I understand. Old. That's that's being yep. very old. Yes, but he's not yep. he's not hiding around there anywhere, is he? No. No.
1: Well, I could pro- I could probably find him. He, I don't think he he come over to watch me. He, he I want to make he, sure I held he, this up.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. So, yeah, I, I I I was just going to ask him a few questions uh if 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 he was around. Do you think you think you would find him? sure hey clyde hey what do you know <laughs> oh man brother i i just greetings uh, greetings uh, i uh it's hard for me to ask serious questions when you've got those the, the when when, when milo is doing the the rock star things it's it's
1: Milo's too much fun
0: he's he's too much fun when did you start doing milo
1: it was a college idea uh so this is a long time ago our very first milo shows were in 1974 oh. i was in college uh, uh pursuing a music major and uh had some friends we wrote some sketch comedy together uh whether it was good or not well this wasn't a question of whether it was good or not because it wasn't uh, But <laughs> it was an idea that we had that i had kind of carried over from from previous things was uh a big-time rock band, but they were all farm kids.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, and that's so the opposite of what you have these days of everybody being from the big city. Right. And uh, started writing these songs, and I was the one doing the songwriting. So after college, I started to get an, an occasional request, and uh, one thing led to another. went managed did- to get a couple of statewide meetings and then started going all over the place from that because people liked what I had, and apparently it was a different spin on things. And-
0: when did you record your first Milo album?
1: uh 19 uh let's
0: see 93 93 well yeah, see 93. to me that doesn't seem that long ago but to a lot of people in the audience it's like wow been doing this yeah. for a while T-
1: took me a while to get that done i've been recording for well, 15 years well yeah, a little over 20 years now
0: well now obviously i know that you uh you teach uh, voice and things like that up there uh, obviously everything shut down up there like it is everywhere else
1: Oh, it's, it's a delight. Uh, we're teaching everything online. You try to teach voice lessons online, it kind of leaves something out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But fortunately, we were far enough into the semester that you got students who at least had an idea what they were doing. But it's a lot of fun.
0: Oh, but it's got to be challenging.
1: Yeah, it's, it's frustrating in many ways, but yeah, that, what, what are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah, we're all, uh, as they keep saying, yeah. we're all in this together, quote-unquote. Yeah, that's
1: right. You um, can spend your time complaining about how things are supposed to be, or else you can take what you have, and you can follow Teddy Roosevelt's advice and say, do what you can where you are with what you have.
0: Right. Well, that's we we're old enough to re- remember the generation that went through the Great Depression, um, and I remember my parents talking about, you know, they, <clears throat> they lived through it as, as young people and it always had an impact, uh, upon, um, how they lived, how they thought about, uh, the world, um, how they thought about possessions and things like that. Um, you know, most of the, most of everybody below 40 has no earthly idea. Um, the, the, the challenges that, those generations before us uh, went through. I'm just sort of wondering if uh, that may not change in the future, and uh, what that might not uh, might not mean. Now you're part of a church up there too. I imagine most of the churches yep. are are uh, meeting online and things like that.
1: Most of them are. Our doors have been open every Sunday. Really, uh, we've uh, made that made that known, and whoever shows up shows up. Uh, our governor has been a little more lenient. You maybe have heard about the. Governors of some of these states that haven't been affected as much, and uh, right. we have well, a lot of things shut down, but uh, not everything, thankfully. And we don't have stay-at-home orders. We're encouraged to do what we can.
0: Right, right. Well, up but, there, uh, just the population results in natural social distancing, anyway. So yeah, it's, we don't
1: we don't have subways in in North Dakota. Right, but, uh, right,
0: uh, right. That sort
1: of thing. Right. So that that is a little bit of a help. And uh, so, how has had... that
0: impacted the church? Then, I mean, if you're still if you're still available, are uh, you seeing maybe some people who have some questions or thinking about mortality and uh, important things? Or
1: you would you would like to think so, but our our numbers have been pretty small. I think uh, once again people are people are scared away by this sort of thing. Oh it's yeah, pretty easy to live in fear. And,
0: uh, oh, it is. It is. Uh, so,
1: that that that's a rough one. We've had uh, our usual attendance is oh so 125 something like that. We've had about well. Uh, Easter Sunday, we had thirteen people there.
0: Oh my! Oh my! Uh,
1: and two day, uh, uh, Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Yesterday, we had to, about thirty. I was hoping we were hoping the numbers would start to pick up now as we get into this business and people are pretty restless and anxious to go back about their lives.
0: Right. But well, if,
1: hoping, uh, mostly, mostly our regular attenders.
0: If you had but, thirteen uh, people for Easter Sunday, how did you do the Messiah? <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you have to sing multiple parts concurrently at the same time? Or
1: <laughs> I, I I did I did sing a song with a, with a beautiful lyric that was uh, a paraphrase of John Newton. Oh, actually, gave us amazing grace, and uh, we yeah. had we had we had the, we observed the Lord's supper and uh, we had a lovely time. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, just a few of us.
0: Well, I I get it. We uh, we have not uh, shut down either, but. Uh, um it, it, it so many people today are finally, I think, coming to realize that we've we've had it pretty good for a long time, and uh, most of us haven't been nearly as thankful for what we have had as we probably should have been. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I I thought, did you get a chance? I'm, I'm not sure, did you see the uh, program we did on uh, Thursday or Friday with uh, Seb Goldswain, the uh, guitarist?
1: I did. I, I quite enjoyed his playing. Yes, I, I heard most of it.
0: Yeah, he's um, he's a young man that I met down there in South Africa, and mm-hmm. uh, so the the thought crossed my mind. I thought, hey, I'll bet you, you know, if if Seb's and down there, I mean, they literally have armored vehicles on the streets. Uh, you so we've heard. You, you just don't go out. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. So um, it's it's more severe than what we have here. But I thought, you know. I'll I'll bet Milo hasn't had a chance to go out and uh do anything for a long time. So, it's not Christmas um and uh I don't think you've had a a, a new album over the past couple of months or something like that, but um I know we had you on when with the uh, Prairie Memories when that when that came out, uh which is which is you singing In your real voice, uh, in essence, uh, a number of beautiful songs. Um, I've always wanted to ask, does singing in Milo's voice, is that more or less, is that hard on your voice to do that?
1: Well, it could be if I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I hope by now I do.
0: So there's a special way of controlling that because I would think that would just I I can't I couldn't imagine being able to do that for more than just a few minutes before I'd start even, straining even, something.
1: Even those of us, even those people who are full out rock singers, uh, who are a lot of the bands that people know very very well, you you develop the proper technique uh, depending on what you can sing in a lot of different styles and still sing well. You might not be using your voice to its potential. Right. Uh, completely but you're still singing well for what you're doing uh um, right. think of it as a as a vocal decathlon with all the different applications uh for it uh, i'm classically trained and, and milo of course is is an idiot he often <laughs> sings out of tune and he often <laughs> sings not very well but uh it, it's something i can still do and do his his all, sense all
0: his sense of direction is just a tad bit confusing as well i might i might add <laughs>
1: Yeah. Ign- ignorance is bliss and milo is a very very happy guy
0: oh yeah yeah well and and the parodies you do i i mean um the one with uh where uh, the people with the license plates from south dakota you know what i'm talking about what, what am i mm-hmm. what am i thinking yes. of
1: that is a parody on my album titled Outstanding in My Field. It's a full length parody of Stairway to Stairway Heaven. Stairway
0: to Heaven. That's right. That's yes. Right.
1: And it's about a trip to South Dakota, not very far over the border. And there's a town of Lemon, South Dakota. Uh, that's right. and so Milo and his dad are driving the pickup to Lemon. <laughs> I, the,
0: the, the, you know, the, you've, the, you've uh, done stuff in the past where uh, you've posted stuff in in, in channel where, um, you started a parody, and then basically ran headfirst into a wall. You, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh yeah, happens lots of times.
0: <laughs> what are you ever gonna? Uh, do you ever just sort of start looking over your notes and go, "I wonder if I can get past the wall on that one today"? Or
1: that's what medley. That would, that's what medleys are for. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> In fact, I have I have plans to record this summer. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I have a. I have a lot of uh, songs that I've been writing. Uh, well, for quite a while. It's been a lot, been a while since I've been into the studio, and I want to do. I've got parodies of of Gordon Lightfoot and the BGS. Uh, uh, oh goodness, lots and lots of stuff.
0: Anything with Carefree Highway?
1: No, uh, uh, Sundown and the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, now that's a. You could tell quite a story with with the Fitzgerald one. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. It'll be
1: fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. And Milo. Milo sings, yeah. The legend lives on in our little hometown, whether you're coward or hero. They say, without doubt, you should not venture out when the wissibility is near zero. And it goes on and talks about My (laughs) Uncle Harold. Who decides he's going to drive his car to town in a snowstorm? (laughs) And there's a very fabulous and spectacular wreck that takes six verses to cover.
0: Six verses to cover the one wreck. Wow,
1: it's rather involved. Mailboxes, cows, uh, the outhouse. uh, He hits some
0: field implements and lots of different stuff. That will be, I predict, a very big hit for you. The only problem is you have to. You have the the only. the, The big audience will be the people who live near the Great Lakes. Who have cows that would be that would that would probably be the people that would be if each
1: it. one of those buys an album I'll be very happy yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of fun i i I write parodies on lots of different subjects, but the ones I like best are the ones about farm,
0: yeah, yeah, obviously, and uh, uh, you've been doing it for, been, for a while I'm now, sir. So what my roots are that's right that's right so folks okay. can uh can get hold of you and uh, get your albums and uh stuff like that at farmboymusic.com am i correct yep. on that that's and it,
1: true downloads available mail orders available lots and lots of fun everything is uh what do they call these untouched by human hands when i mail them to you <laughs> for so, me.
0: so wait a minute you've got you've got downloads available on mp3 now yeah Oh, oh yeah. you've you've been catching oh, yeah. up with the 21st century.
1: I'm very slow. Uh <laughs> we're still working on getting uh universal uh streaming. <laughs> I hope to have that done this summer.
0: Well, you'll you'll get there and uh, hopefully you'll see some folks coming by that uh had never heard of you before and uh that'll that'll make your uh your creative time all the more blessed, uh since you'll have a few more a, fans out there. Very
1: happy about that. And watch out for our next album, I'm hoping, uh, with a nod to the Beatles. I want to call it the Egg White album and we'll see how that uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I've got lots and lots of songs. I've a new one for Milo's wife Emma and uh once again parodies of the people I mentioned, also the Beach Boys will be in there and uh uh, Billy Joel and uh, a number of other things.
0: Well, I'd be careful of those Beatles guys. I, I hear they're they're very litigious. So uh, <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not I'm not sure that Milo would know what litigious meant. But uh, I I'd, yeah I'd I'd be very careful. I think those. it's when you
1: can't move your arm. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Well, uh, Milo slash Clyde, thank you very much for joining us on the program today and entertaining us. And uh, you all stay safe up there and. Uh, uh, we've we've appreciated uh, your taking some time to be with us.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad. Grateful. Grateful uh, to be on your program.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. God bless, brother. All right. Bye bye. Uh, that was great. <laughs> for those of you who again who are wondering what uh, known Clyde for for years and years and years. We used to be. We used to have a chat channel. Had a chat channel for twenty since 1996 23 years, um, and he was in there probably at least 13 of them, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and, uh, so we've had him on the program a number of times. I should have asked him, why didn't, oh man, why, I, I just realized the perfect setup for Milo. Why didn't I ask him about herd immunity? Herd immunity. That would have, oh, Milo, a song about herd immunity would really be a big hit right now. It really, really, herd immunity. That would, Yeah. That would be, that would be good. And you don't even have to give me any, uh, any, any credit for that. Herd immunity. That's what, that's what you need to do a song. Emma's watching. So Emma will tell Milo about herd immunity. I should have asked about herd immunity. That would be great. Um, so anyway, there you go. Uh, we, uh, we want to do something a little light and, uh, there, there we, there we are. So, Oh, goodness. Where do we go from here? Uh, I just recorded a um, new uh, sweater vest dialogue. The sweater vest is over there. I ain't wearing it except during that. I can assure you of that because it's already fairly warm um, where we are uh, and will be for quite some time. Did you all see... Now, it's not... from, From this perspective, you can't see it. I've had... This is from Brill. If you know book publishers, you know Brill is ridiculously expensive. Uh this is the Coptic Gnostic Library. It's five volumes long. I've got two volumes. Got volumes 2 and 3 here. Uh especially so that I could have the apocryphon of John here. Why? Um I have uh, over the weekend uh, been uh, well, and before that, as you know, we were looking I've been looking at Manichaeism to adequately filter and understand what elements of Manichaeism come from Iranian religion, from the East, uh, from Judaism, Christianity, and then from Gnosticism. There are all sorts of different kinds of Gnosticism. And you have the general Gnostic mythology, then you have a specifically Christianized version called Valentinianism uh, that originates in the middle of the second century. Justin Martyr identified Valentinus as a great heretic. Uh, let me just make a comment here. I, I mean, my mind is melting from the all the different names and everything that is a part of... And we're going to try to get you all up to speed. Let me just put it this way. It is my intention, by the time we get done with the series of studies we've been doing to properly respond to Ken Wilson's uh, Oxford dissertation, it is my intention that if you will listen and you will take notes and you will um, seek to understand what is being said, you will know more about Gnosticism, Manichaeism, and Stoicism Maybe not stoicism, but Gnosticism and Manichaeism, when we get done, then 98% of seminary students who graduate with a master's degree who took church history. Now that doesn't mean that they would be focused upon that. The point is we're going to be going deeper than you would go in a church history class in a standard master of arts degree mdiv type situation in the vast majority of, of seminaries. Um, if they if this was covered at all, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, there would be, I think sadly, in many situations, there wouldn't be any covering of it at all. But one thing that I have been struck with that hopefully will be of benefit to you to think about. Um, the early church fathers, Irenaeus, Justin, you know, I've said for decades that if you wanted to be published in the early church. Um, The way you got published was you wrote a book against the Gnostics. And now I know why. Now I know why. Um, I've been listening to a class, other than the reading I've been doing, I've been listening to a class. The teacher is very good. Um, The graphics are real good. He is as far to my left as you can get. Theologically, background-wise... He, re- he refers to all Gnostics as Christians, and he plainly has a fair amount of disdain for Irenaeus, Justin Martyr, in other words, for the Orthodox. In other words, he represents what you would be taught at Harvard, Yale, uh, places like that. And I've discovered, however, that liberals tend to be pretty good with their facts. It's their application that stinks. And I learned that in seminary. I went to a liberal seminary and had to learn how to handle that kind of a situation many, many years ago. And as I have been listening to this man teaching and learning a great deal, again, well organized, um, good stuff. Until he starts talking about the Bible and Christianity, and you're just like, "Oh, good grief!" Um, not that the facts go wrong the interpretation goes wrong. That's, a, that's just a skill that you have, to, you have to learn to be able to discern and to filter out and to get the gems and leave the, the crumbs behind. But one thing that has struck me, and I've mentioned this to my fellow elders just in passing, Irenaeus, Justin Martyr, and the others all said that this was a demonic religion and they were right. The the thing we moderns, we tend to look back and we look down on. We we tend to pat these men on the head. They didn't they didn't have computers like we have. They didn't have all the knowledge we had. And it's true, some of them didn't even have a full cannon. So on some 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 areas, yeah, that didn't even have a full cannon, we have an advantage, don't we? But as a result, the tendency is to dismiss some of the fervor that they expressed in their denunciation of falsehoods. Okay. Um, you know, you can't read Luther and Erasmus and those guys out realizing that things have changed and people tend to be a little bit more on the irascible side back then and use a little bit stronger language than we tend to today. But when it comes to Gnosticism in all of its forms, they were exactly right. This is a religion designed by the enemy to try to destroy the primitive Christian church. It is meant, intended to be an attractive fake an attractive fake. I have learned, I wish I had known what I've learned over the past couple of weeks back when I was first studying Joseph Smith. Because here, is, here are men, Valentinus, but Valentinus comes along a little bit later. Here is a system where you have people who have access to the Christian scriptures. They understand the Christian scriptures. And it is their intention to exploit the ignorances of people about those scriptures to draw them away to a falsehood. So, I think back, and Rich, you'll remember this, I think back to... Um, the large Baptist church, both Rich and I are members of back when we were really young. And now you, were, you weren't you in the married department there. You were Rich the Tingles, so um, you were in the singles. But even amongst the marrieds, what would happen is, the Southern Baptist way was you would have a master teacher, a master lesson, and then you'd break up into groups and basically sit around and go, what did you think about that? What are your thoughts about this? Blah, 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 which is normally a complete waste time. But I remember so clearly what people would say in those small groups and how often they gave vent to now what I would recognize to be fundamentally heretical concepts and ideas in ignorance, but that's what they would do. I I remember which direction I was facing seated in the chair that I was sitting in. I was facing directly south in what's called the, uh, oh, I think that was a C building um, at North Phoenix Baptist Church, probably second or third floor. When a fellow member of that Sunday school class said something along the lines of, Well, you know, when I read my Bible, I like reading from the New Testament a lot more than the Old Testament because the God of the New Testament is kind and loving, and the God of the Old Testament just really isn't at all. And I just don't get the God of the Old Testament. He wipes people out, and he's angry and wrathful, but at least in the New Testament, Jesus has made God friendly. Well, that person would have been a part, <laughs> would have been a part of the Gnostic community um, back in, in the day, um, because Gnosticism took advantage of the ignorance of people, of the consistency of Scripture. They took advantage of the fact that when you read the New Testament, it has a strong emphasis upon the continuity that exists. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the one who has sent his son, Jesus. Jesus' view of the Old Testament scripture is that it's God speaking. Paul says it is Theanustos. Peter says men spoke as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. They're all talking about the same thing. But the Gnostics take advantage of the fact that you have God wiping out the Amorites. That you have God bringing the flood to bear and punishment. You have God bringing plagues. Which, by the way, someone else who might become a Gnostic pretty soon is Jonathan Merritt, uh, who tweeted uh, just two days ago uh, that he's going to take a hard pass on the God that sends a virus that makes grandmothers uh, suffocate. So evidently, All that stuff in the Old Testament about plagues and holiness and wrath and justice and the flood. Um, He's going to take a hard pass on all that kind of stuff uh, now. Uh, He'd make a good Gnostic uh, going that direction uh, as well. But um, in fact, he this has nothing to do with the subject, but remind me to go back to that. Because his recent attacks on John Piper... Um, and others indicate that um, the attitude indicator in his cockpit is about like this right now. Heading straight for the ground as fast as possible, nosedive into complete apostasy. Um, It's not going to be the first person we've seen do that, and it's not that people didn't see it coming either. Anyway, so the Gnostics specifically understood the Christian scriptures, Old and New Testament, and designed a religion that is meant to be a fake, but it it gets its attraction by playing on the feelings of the natural man. It's like they read Romans 1, understood it, and said, ha ha. That's why most of the Gnostic myths... Partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a good thing, not a bad thing. It was the proper thing to do. Huh. Who else came up with that idea? Oh, Joseph Smith. It's been pretty amazing. really has been pretty amazing. Um, The problem is it is so complicated that I, just with Manichaeism, trying to make it, to clarify it, make it understandable bit of a challenge, bit of a challenge, will require the use of graphics, because it takes time, it takes time. Uh, but yeah, I've been delving into that, uh, into, uh, when I mentioned here the Apocrypha of John, the, the secret revelation of John, this is really the, one of the key works that lays out the primary Gnostic myth. And then you've got, like, the um, uh, Gospel of Judas, did you know that Judas is made a daemon, which we refer to demons, but a daemon didn't have to be a satanic creature necessarily originally, it's just a divine creature, but in a very polytheistic sense, and it's of a lower nature, that the Gospel of Judas, when it first came out, remember Bart Ehrman did this stuff about it, they didn't have all the fragments yet. I didn't know about this, it's a new thing that I've learned. They didn't have all the fragments yet. Because it had been bumbled. Oh my goodness, was it bumbled? You mean what do you mean bumbled? Um it had been sitting the, the the codex had been stuck in a safe deposit box on Long Island for sixteen years. Do you have any idea why that's bad? It's because of the humidity, up and down, temperature changes, oh that's when you're when you're 1,400 years old, well, no, uh, 1,700 years old, that's not good for you. And then some other idiot that had it tried to separate the pages, you ready for this? By freezing it. It's a wonder anything survived before it finally got in the hands of somebody who knew what in the world they were doing. But it was horribly damaged in the process. Horribly damaged. Anyway, so some other people who had had it had kept pieces of it. And so when it first came out and Bart Ehrman did his thing about it and, and things like that, that was back in 2006, I think uh, since then more fragments have come to light from the same codex that have expanded our understanding. And Judas is a daemon who is given rulership over the 13th realm which is the highest realm in, in the created order, he becomes a powerful, semi-divine creature. Um, the, the, the point is, the Gnostics knew what we believed and created a religion specifically to imitate it by mocking the elements that would be most reprehensible to the natural man. Brilliant. Brilliant demonically brilliant i always sort of wondered in the back of my mind why gnosticism was such a challenge given the rather surface level description that was given of it in most of the classes and in most of the published work unless you were specifically reading on it and once you start reading in this stuff you gotta know who the barbalos is and and um uh all these specific names and the Sethites and the children of Seth. And, and you see these names uh, and you're like, what? If you don't have a context to put it into, it's next to impossible to begin to understand what in the world it's all about. I'll try to give you that context so you can understand how, for example, in the standard Gnostic myth and in Valent- uh, Valentinianism and then in Manichaeism, Once you understand it, you understand without question that there is no place, no foundation, no logical way of cramming it in. There is nothing in the cosmogony, the cosmology, the the worldview of any of these religions that could possibly produce anything that is meaningfully or logically parallel to the decree of God Found in reform theology, it is utterly impossible. And I posted something up over the over the weekend, um, where I grabbed a resource and um, again was interacting specifically. With the citation methodology and argumentation of Ken Wilson's dissertation, we will continue doing that. But the primary argumentation against that dissertation is going to be, I'll tell you what it could be right now. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. Um, The dissertation does not even attempt to establish a consistent definition that is meaningful to All forms of Gnosticism, Manichaeism, or Stoicism that would provide a foundation for its, repeated 89 times within it, dupied designation. Divine, unconditional predestination of individual um, destination, eternal destination, eternal destiny, eternal destiny, sorry. Um, The theory I'm working on right now, I'll tell you what my theory is right now. theory is that this was presented probably in the philosophy department as a discussion or an analysis of whether Augustine edited some of his earlier works later in life and that this has led to confusion as to exactly when Augustine began to interact with and argue against Pelagianism and to adopt the anti-Pelagian position that he did. I think that, because when you present a dissertation, you've got a a single advisor, normally, that you're working with, that you need to convince that person that this is a worthwhile area of study and that there's going to be sufficient information. It's interesting enough that eat And let's be honest, it's got to be interesting enough to... Your Dr vater for them to invest the time to read it, and I think that was the i think that's what it was about it wasn't about what it's being applied to, and I think the reason that the argumentation about determinism without defining it meaningfully uh without dealing with the very worldview issues and everything else that comes along with it is because that was secondary to the primary uh, the primary subject of the dissertation I think that's what happened that's my theory Um, we'll see as I continue working on it but that's uh, that's my theory as it stands right now so um, that's why we're investing the time and the effort to look at these things to come to understand these things um, be able to bring all of us a little bit farther along in our understanding and, and uh, hopefully give us a good foundation in, in, in church history. But um, Jonathan Merritt, Jonathan Merritt, um, <laughs> wrote a, uh, a hit piece last week, warned us it was coming, said, hey, this is, uh, is going to be a you know, pretty zesty type thing. Jonathan Merritt has a name amongst evangelicals because his father was president of the Southern Baptist Convention at one point. It's my understanding. Certainly well-known in Southern Baptist circles. Um, He has veered sharply to the left. Um, There is much discussion concerning sexual orientation issues. And he has decided to utilize his platform and recently, I think just over the past few weeks, to move toward the nuclear option, shall we say. He wrote a piece in response to Albert Moeller's answering of a question, as I recall. If you listen to Mueller on the briefing, then you know that he has been speaking much recently about what you can only identify as radicalization of the left in the Democratic Party. Um, He has noted many times that, for example, Barack Obama would almost be a Republican today, back in 2008, as far as the platform upon which he he ran, and that he then moved to the left in 2012, and now there's— now. Eight years later, they're so far beyond where he was that he would not have a ghost of a chance if he ran on the platform that he had in 2012, and certainly not in uh, 2008. So the the radicals, the leftist radicals in the Democratic Party, uh, which I really believe we need, just need to start identifying it for what it really is—the socialist party—have pushed. Uh, you know, he's uh, Moeller spent a lot of time talking about how Bernie Sanders may not be the candidate, but he won because he pushed his ideas to where now the difference between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders is minimal and where Joe Biden was four years ago and where he is now is primarily because of Bernie Sanders. So he's been talking about this, and he covers religious freedom issues. He he uh, was just talking about what we're going to talk about, um, and that is this uh, Arizona Law Journal article that was quoted from heavily in a Harvard Journal article, warning about the dangers of homeschooling. And so he has... He's been talking on the briefing and in other things that he does about this. This isn't just a leftward lurch. It is a dive to the left, which is taking most of the political structure right along with it. The widening divide, the fact there's no middle anymore. There used to be a middle that could cause, that would provide a foundation for cooperation between the two sides. There is no middle anymore the middle has been evacuated um you hear everybody talking about the polarization in the american political scene and there is absolutely no question about that and that has been that is being seen right now in the response to covid-19 and now in the pushback where people are saying enough is enough, um, the numbers that you were using didn't didn't work out, um, and we are doing a swan dive into a global depression that will result in far more deaths and far more misery than the worst COVID nineteen outbreak you could ever have. Um, did y'all notice something today? By the way, did did you see? Did you see the price of oil earlier today? It went negative. It went negative. That, that's a complete crash. Do you, do you have any idea how destabilizing that will be in many nations? We are, we are talking about a massive increase in the probability of warfare. People tend to die in war, just so that people remember war is not a good thing starvation is not a good thing and that then also generally leads to more disease so people are saying whoa wait a minute we went the wrong direction big time could we could we try to pull out of this tailspin before the entire plane just goes into the ground we're getting pretty close here and what's big tech doing censoring Shutting people down, shutting people down. Um, this is what's coming. So, the point is what I went off track a little bit there. Mueller's been talking about these things. And so, he was asked a question about voting if there is an election in November of 2020. And he said that he did not vote for Trump in 2016, but he would vote Republican. In 2020. Why? Because 2020 is not 2016. And if you can't see that in four years, there has been a massive change. Massive shift. Um, Then you're just not watching. You're just not thinking. You're not listening. You're not seeing what's going on. And so this was taken as... Flip-flopping on his part, and there's a video, it's been on YouTube for years, that was put out by, basically by the people that got bounced out of Southern Seminary when Mueller took over, and it's one of the first times a theological seminary has gone from moving to the left to moving back to the right, uh, but there's been a video out there for a long time, and basically all of its talking points were repeated in this article as if it was something new, which it wasn't. And so I, of course, I do respond to Jonathan Merritt. He doesn't respond to anything. He won't engage on anything. But I I pointed out that somehow you wrote an entire article and didn't mention the reality of what's going on today. The reality of full-blown, okay, communists on our own soil in positions of authority. They may still call themselves socialists or whatever else, but they're they're communists, and we all know exactly they love the c c p they love China they want us to be china that's what they want and so, what do you do when you have a entire spectrum of the of politics that wants to end the constitution? and our constitutional republic, and our freedoms and liberties along with it, which God, God is in control of that. We don't deserve the blessings we've got. We've, we forfeited them, and we've got blood all over our hands. So if God wants to do that, but I, as a Christian, am still called to speak the truth in that context, call for repentance, but also recognize that communism is just as satanic as Gnosticism. Xi Jinping is not God. He will never be God. He thinks he is, and he thinks the state can be God. The state is not God. And it's one thing to call the state to repentance under God for murdering children. It's another thing to have a state that thinks it is God, and therefore murdering children is good. Different situation. And so it's fully understandable why Moeller has said what he's said, but it wasn't mentioned even in passing by Jonathan Merritt. We don't need to worry about the real reasons. Let's just do a hit piece, and then the next day, hey, let's take out John Piper. Let's take out John Piper, and in a incredibly not only dismissive but disrespectful, nasty fashion, because this man, Jonathan Merritt, clearly detests the sovereignty of God, detests the idea that God would ever bring judgment upon this earth. Oh, my goodness, does he detest that. Now, have we not seen all sorts of apostates over the past couple of years? And after a while, you you sort of stop hearing about them. The problem is Merritt still has connections with quote-unquote, whatever you want to call it, Christian journalism. And so he gets to vent his spleen, shall we say, within those within those contexts. Will he eventually just be out there, you know, jumped off the apostasy cliff, um, and you no longer hear about him? Well, I don't know. But the point is that here you've got someone, and you, you say, well, why do you even bother following him? I follow about two or three people on Twitter to help remind me of how people really think in the world today. The tendency for us is we live in our own echo chamber and we're around other believers. And so when we encounter someone who is just really sold out to a secular worldview, we're we're sort of taken aback for a second. We shouldn't be. This is where people are. And this was illustrated incredibly well, and it was on this morning's briefing, if you get a chance to listen to it. I started seeing references to this story over the weekend, I think, on Twitter, to a Harvard journal that was primarily quoting from an Arizona law journal. A woman professor who is warning about the dangers of homeschooling. Now, It's this probably was ready for publication before the COVID stuff hit. So it's sort of funny because I've been seeing a number of people on Twitter going, you know, I cannot believe the difference in my children's behavior now that they haven't been to public school for a month. They are calmer. They are happier. Our family is doing better. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think. I'm, you know, I'm not the only person who's been hoping that there would be quite a bump to the number of people who, after this is over, go, you know what? That wasn't all that bad. Um, We can do without a lot of stuff. And my kids are worth it. And so homeschooling might get a a bump. Here's the problem. There are already many European nations where homeschooling is not allowed. You all heard the story about Germany. You cannot homeschool in Germany. You have to send your children to the state, they get your children for many hours a day. And that places a huge weight upon parents because. Just because the state does that doesn't mean that your responsibility ends. So now you have to spend your evenings counteracting um, positively through the inculcation of a Christian worldview, the inculcation of statist secularism in the state schools. Um, I have scared a number of people half to death by making this assertion once the left wins both chambers of congress both houses house and the senate and the presidency one of the very first things that will be done will to be get rid of homeschooling you say that can't be done yoder If you don't know what Yoder is, Yoder is a Supreme Court decision that allowed the Amish to withdraw their children after 8th grade and not, it gave some defense to parents. But see, the problem is, any Supreme Court decision is liable to be overturned or modified. And the reality is that the left knows that key to the creation of the fantasy worldview of secularism, because that's what it is. If, if we are made in the image of God, then the secular worldview is a fantasy. And to maintain a fantasy, you have to be constantly pouring effort into the creation of that fantasy. Use a Star Trek illustration. Remember, they didn't do this in Original Star Trek, because they didn't have a... But the holodeck. The holodeck where the computer pre- creates a, a different context, holograms, for you to interact in. So you can play fantasy games and so on and so forth. Well, if something goes wrong with the ship and the power goes out, what happens to the holodeck? It goes away. you got to be pouring energy into it to create that fantasy world. Well, we live in God's world, and secularism, humanism, the Darwinian worldview is a fantasy. It requires the constant suppression of God's truth, and the main mechanism for suppressing that truth is what? Is the positive, repetitive affirmation of a secular worldview. You have to have that to control the populace, to create your socialist paradise. And once socialism has power, it always becomes communism. So to create that paradise, you have to own those people during the formative periods of their thinking. That's how you do it. So I have said... I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Just listen to how these people speak. You get a next generation, put anyone, anyone of how many how many were in the back in back last July, how many were were running? 18, 20, 21 people running on the Democratic side? You take, you take any one of those candidates, make them president, give them the Senate and the House, and then look me in the eye and say, oh, they'll protect our rights. They'll protect homeschooling. Naive a lot? Yeah, that's naivete on a, on a pretty stunning level. And so how do we respond to something like this? I mean, I'm I'm looking at these people on Twitter who are ignoring the rise of socialism, statism, techno-totalitarianism, where everything you do is monitored by Big Brother and controlled by Big Brother, and all of your speech must be run through the filter of Big Brother promoting homosexuality, promoting transgenderism, promoting bisexuality, uh, promoting the profanation of marriage, promoting euthanasia, uh, promoting abortion and infanticide, and yet going, yeah, well, I don't want to be a single-issue voter, so all that's okay. And you're a Christian, right? Yeah, but the other side is just as bad. The other side... Is not just as bad. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Who's going, who is going most likely to force your children to a state school? Well, most of you are already doing this, already doing that anyways, but who's gonna, for, who's gonna force you to do that? Take away your right. One of the frightening things, by the way, read that article. Uh, Mola read it this parts part this morning. One of the most frightening aspects of it was this professor is saying children need to uh, be acclimated to society. So, in other words, be exposed to all the drugs and the sex and, and all the differing uh, methods of morality at a young age. Um, and they need to be around reporters, People who can report child abuse because, of course, child abuse never takes place in public schools. There is no drug use in public schools. There are no shootings in public schools. There is no sexuality going in public schools. There is no pregnancy in public schools. There's, public schools are wonderful. Really? No, don't get me wrong. I can fully see how a crazed, uh, wacko person could abuse their children in the mountains someplace. Yeah, the, we've, we've heard stories. But what percentage is that? What percentage of people who are homeschooling does that represent? And what percentage of students going to a public school are exposed to sexuality, drugs, violence, and the like, compare the two. There is no comparison. There is no comparison. None. So, to listen to this elite academic, not even try to to veil her detestation of the Christian worldview her detestation of God's law, her, her loathing of anyone who would dare to teach a worldview that says God created male and female and it was good. They loathe that. They honestly function upon the idea that their IQ is so far above ours that, you know, what you know, we talk about 1984 all the time, because we're seeing it being fulfilled—newspeak and re- rewriting history and Big Brother and the whole—it's it's happening before our eyes. But that's not the only dystopian novel out there that's relevant. There's another one that's being fulfilled too. It's called Brave New World, Aldous Huxley's work. And what you're seeing here is the disdain that the alphas have for the deltas and the epsilons. They think they're the alphas and Christians are the deltas and the epsilons. And you know what? Outside of God's sight, they're right. What does 1 Corinthians chapter 1 say? Not many wise, not many eugenies, Well-born eugenic. That's that's the very word. Transliterated into English, eugenic. Not many well-born. Because why? Because God doesn't choose to reveal himself through the wisdom of the world, but through the foolishness of the message preached. And so there's a sense, really, to be honest with you, where the elites are right. But if they just knew what the final state of everything was going to be, then they would see their grave error. So that article, we need to understand that the people think about Harvard and Yale. What are the two schools that produce the the majority of our highest level judges in the United States? Harvard and Yale. Well, Supreme Court, yeah. But, I mean, talking about federal and and other positions. Harvard and Yale. This is the worldview that is placed into the most conservative graduate of Harvard and Yale. You want to talk to me about how we are protected by the Constitution? I'm sorry, that's just so naive. History tells us there, there have been constitutions before. And when it came time within that society that the worldview of the founders had been rejected, those little pieces of paper cannot protect anyone. Ours had a great run. There was much wisdom. It wasn't perfect. But man, one of his most brilliant insights was distribute power widely because mankind is evil. Yep, that's Christian worldview. That's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. And so parents, you're homeschooling right now. Do it as long as you can. Lay the firmest foundation you possibly can, and then make the commitment. Look, what are you going to do? I mean, it's real easy to say, I'll stand at my door with my AK-47. Well, you're going to die. Okay? You may have your AK-47, but they've got 27 AK-47s out there. Actually, they've got AR-15s. But anyway, and you're going to get gunned down. And you're just going to be portrayed as a nutcase. And they're going to take your kids away anyways. So what are you going to do? Well, what are, they, what are, what are Christian parents in Germany doing right now? Yeah, their kids go to school, and then they have to meet with them and counteract. And that means a lot of extra time and a lot less opportunities for fulfilling your funds bill and all the rest of that stuff. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. I mean, you can run and flee. You can try to find someplace else, but this seems to be happening every place. I'll go to Canada. It's worse. I'll go to Australia. Matt, New Zealand. Matt, where are you going to go? I mean, I suppose there are maybe a few third world countries you might be able to run off to that are still so poorly governed that you could hide out in the mountains someplace, but most of us do not have that option. You better be thinking about it now. You, your wife, together with your church family, how are you gonna handle it? What are you gonna do? What's what 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 happens when it because it it's coming a lot faster than we thought, and the 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 accelerator was pressed through the floorboard starting at the end of February 2020. Because, now, it is interesting to compare the United Kingdom with the United States. Uh, There have been no situations where um, capitals or major cities in the UK have been flooded by armed people in pickup trucks. Okay? That ain't gonna happen. They don't have pickup trucks, and they ain't armed. So they're all just sitting in their houses there are a few that are really not happy about all this but the majority of the world's population said yeah okay whatever just keep us safe we don't we don't we're we're not concerned about the rest of the stuff we're not concerned about what you're going to do with this down the road and what you're going to use as the next big thing will it be technological Will it be a crash of the internet? Will it be infrastructure, electricity, distribution of food? Lots of ways to do it. And we all just go, okay, whatever, just please take care of us. We look to you. Oh, great and powerful, Oz, uh, state, uh, government, whatever. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Stuff to think about. And um, from a Christian worldview, um, if you have children, God's given you a responsibility for those children. So, vodi used to say, don't be shocked when you send your children off to spend the day constantly with Caesar if they come back as Romans. All right, well, now Caesar is marching his legions into your front room. What are you going to do then? Have to think through it, prepare them. think about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. so um, I have no idea where I'm going tomorrow. It depends on how much time I get to be doing more reading this evening um my My plan right now this week is to do four programs instead of five. actually take a break in the middle of the week. Maybe Rich is going, yay. Uh he's he's happy about that. Uh we'll see. We'll see. But um, I realize we still got some truckers, we've got a lot of trucking to do out there, so we we definitely had you covered last week. Uh we'll we'll try to do a decent job this week, just not necessarily quite as long uh coming up next week. So keep an eye out uh probably this weekend, maybe early next next week, the next sweater vest dialogue. Uh Doug and I were not debating anything. We didn't have different views. Uh, we were talking about, well, but we were talking about our love for the Word of God is basically what it was. So, just two old guys in sweater vests talking about being raised in Christian homes and loving the Bible and preaching it for decades. But hopefully that'll be encouraging to some folks. We will, Lord willing, see you tomorrow. God bless.